Welcome to Perspectives. I am your host, David Howard. Thank you for joining me once again as I share God's word with today's audience. My hope is that the message speaks to your heart and satisfies indeed and always meets you where it is that you are. I am often reminded of the battles that I face. There is always someone with a greater need, one who has grieved more than I, one who has lost more than I, one who has suffered more than I, one who has been hurt more than I, someone that has starved more, someone that has been sick more, someone that has been plagued with disease more, someone without a family, someone without a home, one without clothing, one without respect or dignity, one absent of love, and others absent of a savior. I am reminded of a phrase my mother often shares regularly as we have conversations. And she always says to me, you can line a thousand pair of shoes in a row, but I would not want to walk in any others but my own. Life is full of uncertainties and unpredictability, which often has surprising outcomes as the weight of the circumstance intensifies. We too often underestimate the power of prayer. God loves the wayward just as much as he loves the sheep that remain with the fold. He pursues them until they are found. The parable of the prodigal son is one of love and forgiveness, the manifestation of God's grace and mercy. It represents how God sees us and how repentance works as the Father welcomes us home. This week's podcast is titled, La Tawanda's Son. Luke chapter 15 verses 20 through 21 reads, And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto the father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called son. Latawanda was a quiet soul, but always serious about the business of today and cared for nothing more than her family. I recall it was a cold winter's day and as snow began to fall, our work for the day had concluded. A group of us were walking together, and I realized that she was not her usual self. That day for her was an anniversary of sorts, and being half a world away, she was helpless to make any difference at all. The Bible tells the parable of the prodigal son and his journey home. 
And it says, when the son became of age, he insisted that his father give him his inheritance. And when he received it, the Bible tells us that he spent it all on righteous living, anything he desired or lusted thereafter. He sought and enjoyed with the utmost pleasure. As some would say today, he spared no expense. But being in a far off land, in the midst of a great famine, and profitable work being scarce, to the degree that the wealthy man's son was relegated to feeding pigs. Similarly, it also tells us that he was so hungry that he ate what the pigs ate, even the husk of corn. He finally realized the harm of his offense that he committed against his father. And his repentance led him to understand that he would not be able to return as the honored son, but as a servant in his father's house, feeling unworthy to be called son because of the offense that he committed. The father recognized his son while he was yet still a great ways off. And we can only assume that the whole time during the son's absence, the father would wake each day in anticipation, awaiting his son's return, not to berate him, but to have compassion on him and to love him. Imagine him rising early in the morning at sunrise as his heart leaped within, only to suffer disappointment time and time again. Likewise, as the sun set on the horizon and as he watched the silhouettes one by one making their journeys down the roadway, a servant would hurriedly walk in and say, quick, it's your son. But without as much as a gaze, he knows it is not him. Why? Because the father knows their child. Latawanda was an amazing mother and loved her son dearly, so much so that he lacked nothing, much like the prodigal son. As our children come of age, it is often hard to let them go, as was the case with Latawanda's son. We find ourselves in a place where we want to keep them close, but as well, we must assuredly let them go. We have to grasp that there are often two plans at work in a person's life. One is ours and the second is God's. No matter our intentions, no matter how well they may be, God's plan prevails. When we let go, we must remain diligent and prayerful because our children that we've invested so much in are unaware of the snares that await them. We can offer them worldly things such as estates and cars and money, but no matter their importance to us, a child's relationship with God supersedes everything. When they depart from our presence, the only place that they are safe 
is in the hands of God. Our substance will suddenly dry up, but without reason, the humble act of prayer always finds an audience with God. So much so he is able to alter the course of one's life. Scripture tells us the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open unto their prayers. First Peter chapter three and verse 12. How else are we able to oversee matters in which we have no control? Latwanda's son was incarcerated. But as I mentioned before, there is no place that we can go to escape the presence of God. No matter how great the offense, as some might argue or believe, there is no one, absolutely no one, beyond God's ability to save. So was the case with Latawanda's son. For redemption all too often comes in the least likely of places. We assume that salvation and redemption begin in a church. However, long before a servant and a sinner, that includes me, comes to the doors of a church, the work of God upon their heart has already begun. The revelation of who God is is not demonstrated in a church building, but through the kindness of strangers that testify of God's love through the lives that they live. As the son made the conscious decision to return home, we wonder what was the defining moment of that decision. Scripture does not specify, but based on the mere gravity of the father's love, we can suppose that it was God because the Bible tells us the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. James chapter 15, verse 16. We may refer to one's returning home as with the parable of the prodigal son, but there is a much deeper meaning. One's return to a heavenly home. While she was powerless to save her son from the hazards of life, he met God while he was imprisoned and surrendered his life to him. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of God over one sinner that repenteth. Luke chapter 15 and verse 10. He was involved in prison ministry and would share the gospel with his fellow inmates, no matter who they were, where they were from, or the crime that they've committed. Scripture tells us I must do the works of the works while it is yet day. For night cometh when no man can work. John chapter 9 and verse 4. As for the prodigal son, the father seeing the son a great way off, the scripture tells us that the father leapt to his feet and ran, not walked, to meet his son. It does not say that the son ran, but the father. 
that's how God entreats us. He does not wait for us to come all the way, but rather comes to us right where we are. However, we as the Son must take the first step. We must repent. As I spoke to Latawanda, she explained it was the anniversary of her son's death and began to share that she was unable to return home this particular year to touch and wash his headstone as she lovingly does every year and to place flowers at the place where it is that he was laid to rest as a show of her undying affection towards her son. The story she shared was he had just finished sharing the gospel and God's word with some fellow inmates and offered an invitation for them to join him as he was on his way to Bible study. There was an altercation that took place and as he sought to protect a friend, one he had just shared the gospel with, he was slain. He never returned to the arms of his mother. He was never released from prison. But in his very abbreviated life, he completed the work that God appointed for him. Scripture tells us, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friend. John chapter 15 and verse 13. In her last conversation with him, Latwanda recalls him saying, Mom, I am going to be okay. Don't worry about me. And lastly, as we so often do, he expressed to her that he loved her. The father told his servant, find the finest robe and a ring to place on his son's finger. Likewise, Latuanda's son, once lost, was ushered into a heavenly place, one of praise and rejoicing, as he hears the Savior say, well done. God can use us no matter where we are, no matter how improbable the circumstance. That's how God's love works. Is anything impossible for God? And the answer plainly stated is no. For those we feel unable to reach, just like the father of the prodigal son and Latawanda, our prayers availeth much. As the prodigal son returned home, he was able to greet his father with open arms. But for those that return to a heavenly place, I find a scripture that is much more suited and more appropriate. And that is 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Latawanda's son gave the fullest measure of his life in the service of the gospel and can justly proclaim as Paul. I have fought the good fight. I have finished my course. 
I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all of them also that love his appearing. Today's prayer is for our children and for those parents that faithfully pray day and night. I can assure you the answer is on the way. I pray for those that are grieving the loss of a child, no matter how long it has been, as they are supposed to survive us. We know that God has a plan, but sometimes it is often difficult to understand. I pray that in this moment you be comforted and that God grants you the greatest measure of peace. There's a song entitled Running Back to You by a group called Commission. And while I won't use all of the lyrics, I will share some of the lyrics that are relevant to what it is that we're sharing today. And it goes, and I am running back to you. I see you standing there for me. Your arms are open wide and I don't have to cry no more. I have taken advantage of your love and grace. Forgive me, Lord, and take me home. I'm running to you, Jesus. Please take me home. You see, I've been in the wrong way too long, and I can't do right anymore. I'm tired of pain, and I don't like fear. But Lord, I want to be more sincere. I've never should have left your side. Return me to your guiding light. The invitation of salvation is here for anyone listening today. And the windows of heaven are open to you. Thank you again for listening to Perspectives. Please join me next week as we continue to share God's word. If you enjoyed what you have heard thus far or have a question or a comment, please leave them on the Anchor, Spotify, and now Overcast podcast platforms. Until next week, may God bless and keep each of you until we meet again.